Hello everybody, it's your Squeeze the World Gaming Podcast for this week. I'm Greg. And I'm Patrick. You may know us from our Let's Play series, Squeeze the World Gaming, in which we play uh, moderately popular games for moderately large audiences. Uh, it's highly unlikely that we come from that because we have maybe two <laughs> viewers, but... Uh... I was, you know, I was talking it up a little bit, but <laughs> maybe we can we can do that. But it's, since it's very unlikely... Uh, that you are coming to this knowing who the hell we are and why you should listen to a podcast by us. Uh, I think we should probably talk a little bit about ourselves, which is everybody's favorite thing to talk about, and uh, what we do video game-wise. Uh, did you want to start, Patrick? Uh, do you have anything you, you want to say? You, you start, because then I can okay. get a template of what to do. Sure. Uh, well, my name's Greg, and uh, I started playing video games back in... Good Lord, back in the NES era. Um... Stuck with Nintendo systems through the GameCube, at which point I jumped to the PlayStation 2 and have been over there ever since. Um, in terms of favorite types of games, uh, I like to play RPGs, especially Japanese RPGs. I'm a big fan of, of Persona, of the Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, also love strategy games like Master of Orion, uh, Crusader Kings, but I play a little bit of everything. I play, you know, third-person action games and shitty triple-A movie games and walking simulators and really terrible horror games on Itch.io. Um, but yeah, pro favorite game of all time, probably Super Metroid. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Patrick. I've been gaming since about the same era, although um, my, my brother and I, when we first started doing that, uh, we had a ColecoVision. ColecoVision. We didn't get our NES until the cusp of its death in 1993. They do exist. Um, yeah, my parents still probably have it somewhere. Uh, I'm mostly the one that was prophesied in legend. Uh, as far as home consoles go, I've I've mostly again like like Greg stuck with Nintendo uh, up and through up through the GameCube, and that's around the time I got my my PS1 and PS2, and I did have an Xbox for a while, but I'm basically Sony and Nintendo now. But I'm mostly portable. Uh, I had a Game Boy when I was a kid, and that's more or less molded me into... I have a like a 3DS and a, a Vita, and sometimes I play games on my phone, but uh, as, as far as game, types of games I like, um, I like uh, RPGs, uh, mostly JRPGs, but I also like Western RPGs, like uh, Baldur's Gate and stuff. Um, Action-adventure games, platformers, um, sometimes hack and slash... And I like to watch people play horror games, but I don't like to play horror games myself. <laughs> he likes to watch me play horror games sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we both actually uh, own uh, PlayStation Vitas. I, for one, love my dead gay handheld. Um, it's it's delightful. <laughs> I like mine too. I, I've mainly been using it for remote play nowadays, but um, I still have some games on there that I um, I still have yet to finish. Like I, I still need to finish Gravity Rush. I've had that for years. I've had Gravity Rush for years. I actually installed that not too terribly long ago and ended up deleting it to make space for Disgaea 4. Sorry. It's okay. There are many games on the Vita I just constantly go through a rotating thing with and never actually complete. Mm -hmm. um, That's why I have such a big backlog now. That's basically what I'm focusing on. We both have massive backlogs, ladies. Uh, I've been... Uh, uh... <laughs> I've been uh, I've been working on the, my current backlog endeavor for a little over a year now, and uh, I'm still at it. I've been actually completing things. <laughs> I'm literally trying to complete shit, and I'm also looking over at the Steam Halloween sale because I got an email today that's like <laughs> nine games on your wish list are on sale. I'm like, fuck you, Valve. <laughs> I am so glad that I don't use my PC for gaming. <laughs> 
Yeah, Patrick is a Linux user, and uh, I'm also a Linux user as a daily driver, but I also have Windows 10 installed uh, for games. Um, to be fair, though, I did use my PC when we were uh, LPing Undertale. Fantastic game, by the way. <coughs> Undertale, um, delightful. And I am looking forward to eventually playing P uh, Pillars of Eternity. So Yeah, I actually gifted Patrick Pillars of Eternity uh, God, for Christmas last year. Jesus. Yeah. You might beat it's, it before I do at this rate. Well, it's I actually have it as part of my backlog, so I yeah. am... I'm playing it. And I also have Metro. You gave me Metro for some reason. Metro. Because it's the most... Because you love that that Life of Boris, the oh, like, yeah, that... Slav, like, squat um, games. And and Metro is not the most Russian video game ever. Like, Pathologic and Stalker are a bit more Russian. But the Metro series is the most in-your-face Russian <laughs> video game series ever. It's like, you know what? Artyom, put on your mask! <laughs> Blame! Those demons in the Metro! Do the squat with me and point your guns at them! <laughs> I swore to God I would not do any any racial accents, but I ended up doing the Slav one in the first five minutes. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, oh, this podcast is is rated explicit for lots of swearing, by the way. All right. The, it, uh, in light of that, I think when we're done LPing the Talos Principle, we'll, we'll LP Metro. Yes. That? Hell yeah. Okay. I do. I love the Metro games. Uh, all right. So speaking of backlogs, uh, I think we'll, we'll do a, a sort of a repeating segment. Uh, about what we're playing this week and just talk a little bit about it as we clear our backlogs and, and you know, what's good. Uh, what are you playing this week, Patrick? Well, uh, like the, the past few months, I am very much into Final Fantasy XIV. Whoop, whoop. Um, I am very much in Endgame now, and uh, I have a whole bunch of goals that keep me playing, so I, I, do that, I do that like four days a week, like basically my days off from work or like the nights before my days off from work. But outside of that, uh, I have finally gotten my hooks into Persona 5. Uh, I have been playing I've noticed that. that. I've been playing that quite a bit. And um, on my uh, like my 3DS, I've been playing random things like at my during my lunch breaks at work, mostly Shovel Knight, um, because I haven't done the expansions yet. I'm in the middle of Plague of Shadows. But um, that's pretty much what I've been what I've been doing. Cool. Um, I guess your turn. Yeah, what are you playing this week, what Greg? Are you, what are you playing this week, Greg? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked, Patrick. Uh, I'm actually right now, literally about 15 minutes before I came over here, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that game has its hooks into me more so than any game I've played in a while. Uh, it is... I, I have some issues with it. It's not a perfect game, but um, tracking and hunting robot dinosaurs is some of the best uh, combat experience I've had in a video game in a very long time. Yeah, I've watched you play some of that. Uh, I'm very... I've, I've turned down the difficulty since I was playing. Because <laughs> I was playing on hard, and I got tired of being trampled by robot dinosaurs over and over again. So I bumped it down a bit, and now I can light things on fire with my arrows and tie them down with ropes and stick them with the pointy end of the spear. Well, yeah. um, I mean, with Persona 5, I'm playing on baby mode, so... Yes. Uh, I, I actually... That's interesting because I've been thinking about stuff like that lately because, uh, like I said, I'm I'm playing Horizon. I'm playing the main plot right now. I feel like I am either right before the point of no return or slightly towards it in terms of the main story. And I don't know if it's the fact that I'm getting old, but I have done... 
I, I've done a small amount of the side content. I've, I've done the cauldrons, which are sort of these optional dungeons, sort of like the tombs in Tomb Raider, where that give you the ability to hijack and override different machines. And I've climbed all the tall necks to, to reveal the map. But other than that, I've done like two or three side quests. And I have like two dozen of the fucking things in my list. And I'm like, the only fucking thing I'm going to get for like plowing through all of this once I'm done at the end of the main plot is some trophies. And I just, I can't bring myself to care about trophies the way that I used to. Uh, I think part of it is is the switching over of a console generation and, and watching the trophies from the previous generation sort of lose all meaning. Um, partially it's the fact that I, I ever gave, you know, playing with video game toys uh, a sense of meaning to begin with. But I just... I, even though I'm really enjoying the game, I'm finding it difficult to make myself do the side content. Gotcha. So. I mean, as far as trophies go, I still try to go for them if I think that I can or if I think that I'll have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm one of like the, the few people in Final Fantasy XIV who's doing that. Um, I know that it's very... That's very... insane, isn't it? Well, it's not really... It's, it's, it's doable. It's basically... Um... Doesn't it take, like, thousands of hours, though, to get all the trophies? And Not necessarily. Don't you have to play, like, a thousand fates or something like that? I did the thousand fates already. You've thanks... done the thousand fates? Well, thanks to the Yokai Watch ability, <clears throat> uh, or the Yokai Watch event last year, I got a thousand fates done. But um, the thing the thing with the um, with the trophies is, uh, with, with the PlayStation... Um, they had trophies as a thing because, you know, Xbox had the achievement system. And, right, of course. And they say, oh... And well, Xbox started it. I mean, they yeah, started Xbox with started achievements. That. And then it came in halfway through PlayStation 3. There are some PlayStation 3 games, like Metal Gear Solid 4, that don't have trophies. The Orange Box doesn't either. Um, really? Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a thing where, hey, if you want to have trophies in your game, that's a fun thing, and you can do it. And now it's every game has to have trophies. And it must have exactly this many, you know, trophies. Yeah. And when they when they talk to um, Na Naoki Yoshida, who's the like the main head head developer and director and whatnot of of, of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, mm -hmm. he said he didn't want to put trophies in because there's already an in game achievement system, but Sony said that he had to for the PS three and PS four versions, so he just kind of threw some trophies together and said, okay, there you go. Yeah, there. I mean, I've I've looked at the trophy set for Final Fantasy fourteen. I play Final Fantasy fourteen as well, not as much as Rado. Uh, or Patrick, sorry. Okay. Uh, used to it from the LP. Um, I have looked at the trophy. Like I said, I played on PC, not PS4. I've looked at the trophy list. Um, most of it looks pretty basic, but a lot of it looks extremely time-consuming. It is very time-consuming. <laughs> like I, I'm some of the ones that I'm doing are craft a thousand of this sort of item in, for this crafting class, and it's just literally. I get enough to do because you can only like quick synthesis ninety-nine at a time. Right. I just I just stand stand next to the, the 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 guild supplier, get the materials to make ninety nine of the starting item, and just keep doing that over and over again. At that point, I feel like what's really the point? Like, they call it an achievement, but you haven't really achieved anything but busy work. Well, the achievements, the in game achievements now actually can give you stuff. So, oh, I didn't know that. That's in, something that they, in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, that's something that they um that they just, they just added in, but now see that's something that's cool and it's something that's extremely underused. The only one that I know off the top of my head is Bloodborne. Um, if you I don't know if they still do it, but Bloodborne for the PS4. If you used to, um, 
get a platinum trophy in the game, you would get an email at your email address that's linked to your PlayStation account, and they would give you a special um, like PlayStation desktop theme thing oh, for neat. your PlayStation for Bloodborne that you platinum. Um, I remember. Uh... <clears throat> Um, I, I think I'm fairly sure it still does this, but uh, the Mass Effect games did that with achievements. Like whenever you got achievements, you, That's would, right. you would unlock extras for the game. Like you can, like when um, you get like the thousand kills with the assault rifle, mm -hmm. you unlock the assault rifle on other classes. Other classes, yeah. And then once you play the game, and again, you can give like you can take your biotic character who does like science fiction spells and give them like a huge assault rifle i blocked that out of my head because i've i've blocked most of mass effect out of my head because yeah because of andromeda andromeda it's dead it's garbage um, i never played andromeda i only care about the original trilogy i watched i watched youtube i don't even like honestly i didn't even like mass effect 3 all that much a lot of people didn't um I didn't, it was though. nowhere as good as the first two in my opinion and, and the ending was kind of insulting i well <laughs> i i also think that um mass effect 2 is way overrated like mm -hmm. everyone says that it's the best in the series and this and this and this i'm like i i like the first one yeah the most it's just with with the second one after it was after ea bought bioware we'll get to ea later um <laughs> ea they uh they basically changed it into a uh Hide behind chest, high walls, third person shooter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, th the story was still really for that. good. But there's places for that. There's a place for that. It's called Gears of War, <laughs> which was also on the Xbox 360. Yes. Uh, so I think we should pivot now to uh, the other um, regular feature. Planning on having sort of a, a just a quick video game news roundup. Here's your video game news for the week. We should probably do this earlier in the podcast from now on. Uh, all right, pour oh, one wow. out. Yeah, we're like twelve minutes in. Pour one out for the uh, the crew of the Escapist, uh, the Escapist video game website, uh, best known for the zero punctuation, zero punctuation videos uh, starring Yahtzee Croshaw, uh, has laid off all of its staff except for, for Yahtzee, Yahtzee Croshaw. Croshaw. <laughs> so you will probably not notice any particular change in the Escape escapist but uh um, i like the escapist you know they did a good exposing on star citizen a while back so pour one out for them i hope they get uh new jobs mm -hmm. um the biggest video game message board on the internet neogaf was shut down briefly earlier this week as its founder um i cannot evil or was accused of sexual uh sexual abuse uh it is back up now uh, the latest in the the wave of of sexual assault accusations or sexual of all of it's coming up now because of the harvey weinstein shit uh it's it's back up now but by the time you hear this podcast it may very well be back down again we're uh, safe but for how long <laughs> we're safe but for how long i'm not on neogaf so i wouldn't know. i i hadn't even heard of neogaf until he mentioned it earlier and this lastly week. well i heard of it but I didn't and know it lastly pour one out for visceral studios Aww. the makers of a uh, video game company best known for making the dead space series as uh, they have EA, yeah, EA has uh, officially shut down Visceral, Visceral Studios. They will no longer make uh, more Dead Space games or any games, really. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I from what I had uh, uh, read about that, um, Visceral was in charge of making a Star Wars game, um, uh, a single player Star Wars game. Okay, um, and EA decided to not do that anymore and shut down the studio mm -hmm. because if I remember the quote correctly, they didn't think that that would be the sort of game that people would enjoy for years to come. 
says the company that that hands out a new Battlefield sequel every year. Um, but uh, well, I think you that I, you know, as as awful as that is, I do do think that it makes a certain type of sense. Um, I mean, just in in terms of commentary, that was the news, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm a 31 year old man, in case you were wondering, and uh, nearly I'm married, have a kid, have a house. I've transitioned <laughs> transitioned to adulthood, quote unquote. I don't. Um, pretty much all of my friends still play video games. Uh, however, almost to a person, uh, and I've mentioned this before. I I don't. Actually, I, I haven't mentioned it to you, sorry. Uh, almost to a person, they have transitioned from where they would previously buy maybe two or three games a month to typically sticking with one game over a long period and buying maybe two to three games a year. So what you'll, you'll see is somebody who plays, you know, they play Overwatch or they play Destiny or they play Battlegrounds and they, they typically don't buy a new game unless it's it's an updated version of something that they have nostalgia about, like Fallout. Everybody I know bought Fallout 4 when it came out. Um, and I think I think that's sort of a, syn uh, a symptom of the sort of the shift that's been going on in the video game industry towards games as a service. Um, and at its core, it's a way to bilk people for more money. Uh, oh, of course. Because people don't have the money anymore to, largely, uh, to spend lots of money on video games. Uh, and they've been very resistant to increasing the price of video games. So what you have is you have these games that are created once and then are periodically given content updates that frequently either require additional payments, as in the case of Destiny, or have loot crate-based microtransaction systems, such as in the case of Overwatch. Basically ways to get you to keep playing the game for a longer period and, and spend more money because it's cheaper to develop one game and support it for multiple years and keep taking people's money over it than it is to keep cranking out, you know, a Last of Us or a Horizon Zero Dawn or a, a Witcher 3 every couple of years. So well, EA also cranks out Battlefield every year, much like how Activision cranks out uh, yes, but, Call of Duty every yes, year. Yes, but Battlefield has a season pass. That's true. And you have to keep paying for it. But yeah, sorry, no, I'm just... I, I completely get it. But but no, I would love to see a new Star Wars game. Uh, I would love to see corporations like EA be less evil. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, EA... Evil, evil, evil assholes. Evil assholes. EA just seems to be like, um, their main goal is to like take in talented studios and then just shut them down. I mean... Suck the life right out of yeah, them. Yeah, you know, Maxis made the Sim the Sim games, you know, Will Wright and all them, shut that down. Uh, Sid Meier, I think, was part of uh, Maxis as well. So, like, Civilization... I think they're still making the Civilizations game. Yeah, they're still know. making the Civilizations Um... Uh, Origin Systems, uh, Richard Garriott and Chris Roberts, uh, Ultimate Wing Commander. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about Chris Roberts. I mean, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. I know. We'll I mean, talk about Star Citizen. I'm, I'm talking about Chris Roberts. I mean, in fact, when it was Wing Commander. And that's, all, all that remains of that is their name, which they use for their Steam ripoff. I mean, uh, who knows how much longer Bioware has. Steam ripoff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bioware is, is in trouble. Oh yeah. Um, well, the, I think that one of their their main lead guys left just recently. I don't remember who it was, but um, I should really do my uh, research before I say something. We like should this, really, but... yeah, we should really have our shit together <laughs> this before is... we go podcasting. <laughs> this is a learning experience, ladies Look, and gentlemen. Look, it's the first. It's our first day. 
Uh, I think, and I think another part of that is the the the. I'm gonna trip over this word. The homogeneity, where it's homogenous. Yeah. Uh, they instead of having distinct studios, uh, they sort of shuffle people around from project to project. And and even if you are successful within that mo- business model, it has to be soul sucking and morale destroying. Like I can totally understand. It. And as much as I, I still hate it, I can totally understand where if you're a developer under conditions like that, you might grow to have sort of a resentment towards your fans. Um, I even guess. if I think that's total fucking bullshit, uh, I can still understand it in much the, the same way as you can you can understand the villain's motivation as you, you know, cut his head off. Yeah, and a lot of these developers, like, even left, like, you know, Konami and stuff like that, went on to make Kickstarters for games that uh, either either sucked or were um, not They're well better received. than nothing! <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, I liked Ukulele. You did. I I can't say that I'm I'm with you there. I, I didn't even bother with Mighty Number no. 9 after a while. I played the demo. There was no demo for Mighty Number no. 9. But because they they uh, they promised to have it on like every fucking system under the sun, they had an Xbox Live Arcade version. And as you know, all Xbox Live Arcade versions on the Xbox 360, at least, which I don't have an Xbox One, uh, have to have a demo or a timed trial. So there's a timed trial of Mighty Number no. Nine on there. So I got to play the first two levels, and it sucks. It made you <laughs> cry like an anime fan on prom night. <laughs> God, can you say tone deaf? <laughs> Thanks, Deep Silver. Yeah, our fans are people who, uh, to who be have been fair, following the Mega Man series for twenty years. To, let's let's make fun of anime fans. Yeah, to be, I mean, Deep Silver. I know they're the ones who scooped up Saints Row when that came up for grabs after THQ went under. But still, um, learn to, I guess, research things kind of yes. like how we do on the, on this quality show here we are quality researchers absolutely speaking of which i actually pulled up an article we have an article to talk about a few of them yeah yeah a couple articles to talk about hell yeah so uh this is about a this is an article from push square uh from a few days ago that I... is highlighting sort of a disturbing trend uh in video games just when you thought it couldn't get any worse guys uh, you're being sold DLC, you're being pandered to with season passes where you don't know what the fuck's in it, uh, they're putting advertising on every possible pixelated surface in your games, and now your motherfucking trophies have advertisements. <laughs> That's right, because some, and I'm adding air quotes here, savvy publishers are now using trophies to sell ads. <clears throat> oh, boy. 2K Games never misses an opportunity to make a little extra cash on the side. Just take a look at the microtransaction situation in NBA 2K18. But it may have hit rock bottom with WWE 2K18. That's World Wrestling Entertainment, by the way. Yes. It's a wrestling sports game. Selling the description and icons of a couple of its trophies to KFC and Snickers, respectively. (laughs) Yes, that's right. It's quite literally selling ad space in its trinkets list. Now, we have two (laughs) trophies here. I would, I'm gonna, if I can figure out how to do this, this computer thing, I'm gonna put a link to this, these articles that we discussed in the description for the podcast. You really, you owe it to yourself to pull up this picture of these two. They're silver trophies, and the first one is a KFC logo when it says, made the hard way, (laughs) performed three major reversals in a single match. Now, first of all, 
I don't know what made... I'm assuming made the hard way is some sort of advertising slogan for KFC, but nobody's going to remember what the fuck that is um, three weeks from now. Isn't, like, the advertising for KFC just take a bunch of comedians, put them in Colonel Sanders suits, and have them do stuff? And make things the hard way, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Colonel Sanders' Achievement Emporium. Uh, and then Snickers... It's a Snickers logo, and then it says Snickers, all in caps. The word Snickers is in caps. I hope Snickers is in caps in the actual trophy description. Somebody needs to pull this up. And then it's Snickers, colon, hunger to win, and then a greater than and greater than or equal to sign, hunger. WWE Universe, play and win 50 matches. So if you win 50 matches in WWE, you win... A Snickers advertisement. <laughs> so remember earlier when I was talking about how I'm frustrated because the trophies basically give no actual real achievement? This is a negative achievement. <laughs> this is, I did a thing in a video game so I could get that little hit of dopamine when the ding pops up and the trophy appears. And it's a fucking advertisement. It's by a Snickers. I'm allergic to chocolate. <laughs> I can't even eat a fucking Snickers. Calm down, Greg. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have a Snickers and some KFC. Now, apparently, this isn't the first time a wrestling game has done this, although it's never been brought to our attention before. How do you feel about this? It's pretty tacky, but this is a WWE title after all, yeah, so we right. doubt it's going to put anyone off. In some ways, we can kind of admire the sheer audacity of a move like this. Well, no, we can't. <laughs> and I resent the idea that because it's a fucking wrestling video game, which panders towards, which, as as the stereotype is, that, that wrestling tends to pander to a lower-class rural audience, that it's somehow okay to shill to those fucking rednecks. Fuck you. I'm assuming the people who bought this WWE game, that they paid $60 for it, if it's brand new. Mm -hmm. Or possibly they paid less than that because video games now go on sale for ridiculous prices shortly after they come out, which is why they sell DLC. <clears throat> you, <laughs> if you've paid all that money for it, you deserve to uh, be able to enjoy it without the little dopamine hit that you get for beating 50 matches. Also screaming, buy a fucking Snickers in your face. I, no, I, I personally, what's I, next? Uh, I, I don't feel, like, hyper-offended by this. I just think it's kind of silly. I mean, these, these these companies, they obviously have these, you know, popular products that they get enough money as it is. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck would they need to buy advertising space in somebody's trophy list? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, the, the thing that's, that's hilarious is, you know how there are like sports, this is what gets me, you know how there are like sports arenas where the, the corporation will buy the naming rights to it and then the yes. corporation will go out of business, but the name will still be there. There's going to be at least one where there's a fucking trophy. <laughs> it's going to be like the Sears, like the Sears Craftsman trophy for punching a hooker in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> You know, it's it, and it's gonna be like, Daddy, what was Sears? <laughs> oh, son, that was that was a store that homeless people used to go into to do BM. You know, Bob Vila no longer has his checks. I really, you know, unless the only way I'm okay with this is if they do, 
just it, I want to see like they start selling off story achievements. Like I want to see the next Call of Duty. Like <laughs> you bomb a terrorist enclave, and then the captain comes up the radio. Oh my god! You know that was like a civilian school, and then it comes up with like an achievement, and it's like there are Coke zero civilians left alive. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to see that, you know, I, I mean, you got knees and cup noodles in Final Fantasy 15. Why the you fuck do, not? you know, you do, but at least it's, it's not an achievement. It's, it's, just... it's just depressing because if you're the sort of person, you know, like I said before, um, with Final Fantasy fourteen, I don't even play it on the P on the PS4, but I have looked at the trophies just to, to get a sense of them. And there are people out there, I mean, they're a minority of your, your audience, but they're a significant minority of your audience who actually cares about trophies, who actually care about getting them and getting, you know, and figuring out the easiest ways to get them and pushing and that little number that's next to your gamer tag right. up as high as it goes when it levels up when you get trophies. And these people are going to have to, when looking at their collection... Forever, it's like you're gonna you're gonna have to scan over like the KFC and the Doritos I think, trophy. I think it would be funny. I I mean, I think it would be just it's a kind of funny. Like I said, it's just silly to me. I mean, when when I when I get um when I got like a thousand goldsmithing goldsmithing trophy in Final Fantasy fourteen. Now I want it to be like liquid gold Velveeta trophy. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold in them dark. <laughs> Shells. That's what it was. <laughs> Rolled gold pretzels. Rolled gold pretzels. Oh. That's what you get for for smithing one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, there's, absolutely. There's one in one thousand for each. You know, imagine if you collected. Like I'm trying to think of something else nerdy. Like Magic the Gathering cards. Imagine oh, God. you had like a Magic the Gathering card collection that you were really proud of for some reason, and like you had to, you were showing off all these rare cards to somebody. And then you pick one up, and underneath of it is just a big picture of Cool Ranch Doritos. And it's like, the Cool Ranch Doritos, 3-1 creature with trample. Like, and you're like, oh, that one just popped up in one of my, my packs. You know, I can't get rid of it. And that's the thing. You can't get rid of trophies. There, Right. You can't, if I want to play, you know, um, the hell is the name of it? That super, the... The anime JRPG series that's really like embarrassing. That's, Sen I, know that's, I know that's like that's, I got to be way more specific than that. The JRPG series that's really um, embarrassing. Let's see, Hyperdimension Neptunia. Hyperdimension Neptunia. That's okay. It. If if I, I want to play Hyperdimension Neptunia, I have to have those trophies of my my profile for the rest of my fucking life. Like, I can never wash the stain off. I can never get clean. And now you have, you're the Burger King of getting, <laughs> of, of defeating enemies. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, you shot, you shot that little girl in the head. <laughs> Chew it over with a twix. <laughs> What's the next, like, we're gonna have, like... Snap his neck like a Slim Jim. Yes. Yes, the next Last of Us. When you uh, you get the the silent takedowns enough of them you'll have you'll have slim gyms. Will slim gyms <laughs> even be around by then? I don't know. They probably last forever. What's that? We're gonna have like if we open the door to this this advertising, you know anything could come through. Uh, political candidates. Oh God. Super PACs. Um, you know Look. you got you got the gold abortion stops a beating heart trophy. 
<laughs> it, look, it's it's bad enough that it's we're, we're nearing election day, and I'm already I'm seeing. I mean, I should say already, but uh, I'm seeing unskippable gubernatorial uh, candidate ads when I watch yes. YouTube, and it's um it it I I hate politics, and it pisses me off. And if I I like 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 Greg said, I, I think that. You know, eventually. I mean, well, if you do political ad trophies, wouldn't that get dated like quickly? Like the fucking KFC made the hard way. <laughs> KFC is going to have a new ad campaign in three months, unless the trophy automatically updates itself I from the central thing. I, hey, look at me! I'm the new KFC ad. I didn't. I didn't even know that make the hard way was even a thing. I'm assuming it is. Maybe I don't know future, that it is. Maybe it's a future campaign. Yeah. that they have, and they're just preparing for it. And then you know they're, what they're going to do. As quickly. What they're going to do is you're going to have a n- more expensive tier of PlayStation Plus that's not going to have any advertisements. The official trophy of the like Avengers. What, like what Amazon does, where you can buy you can buy the Kindle, or you can buy the Kindle that's ten dollars more expensive that doesn't have any ads on it. Yeah, the official you know the official Avengers gold trophy. Uh, you know, for so like, only you get a pop of bronze tro- trophy up. You know, pop for only twenty cents a day. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin popping up to the room, and it starts. Day. It plays a little mini of the angels. <laughs> now you know who could make that work in a video game, Kojima. I would well, trust. I would yeah. trust Hideo Kojima to have insane fourth wall breaking trophies in Death Stranding. That's uh, that. That is the one person, one person, him and Toby Fox, two people. I would allow to do whatever the fuck they want be- with selling trophies because the achievements would be ironic in that case. Yes, uh, they should just auction the fucking trophies off to charity. But you know, because it's the internet, it would be like you know there'd be a goal. The platinum trophy would be called Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trophy McTrophy face. <laughs> trophy McTrophy face. Exactly. Right, I think we've beaten this one just about as much as we can. I think can. it's dead. I think should we beat it some more? I'm no, the, it's the, already dead. The bats. So yeah, in conclusion, uh, selling trophies for advertisements is a land of contrasts. Indeed. Uh, what's up next? What are we talking about next? Um, I think Patrick's leading the discussion on this one. Um. Oh, um. Actually, let me bring up the article on my phone. Oh, here. you have an article to read. Yep. YouTuber gets banned from site for streaming Super Mario Odyssey. This is from N- Nintendo Life. But I thought people wanted to stream Super Mario Odyssey, Patrick. Well, I think that the big deal here is that um, uh, the guy who uh, the guy who was streaming it. Um, again, I should do my research. Uh, the guy who was streaming it. Uh, it, it was a legally purchased copy. Hmm. But okay. technically, it was before street date. I see. So, because, and with Nintendo being, you know, super protective of their IPs as it is. Yeah, no, of course. Nintendo is Nintendo. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo. I think anybody who's stuck with Nintendo for a long time knows exactly what I mean when I say that. And anybody else, like a family member of ours who's watching this just because it's us, is like, what does he mean by that? What's Nintendo like? <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Nintendo... Sorry doesn't... to any family members I just made fun of with my <laughs> voice, by the way. Um, N- Nintendo, um, isn't very, like, in with the times on, like, anything, really. 
I think they're like just starting microtransactions or something like that. Like they they just recently done DLC. Like they won't years be selling after. their achievements for years after everybody else is. Um, but uh, they they have gotten a lot of flack in the past with um with the YouTube community. Yes, because they they refuse to allow their uh, you know people's uh, videos of Nintendo. Um, content to be monetized right which is luckily for for us that i i don't get my my videos aren't monetized on youtube because i wouldn't be to making shit with, yeah um so they had like this little this little campaign like like, like a program where you could basically just get like 20 percent of the ad revenue from those from those uh things and, and people didn't like it because there are, there are people who actually make a living off of that well that's a fucking bullshit right. it's oh you know we'll make you a deal we'll let you get keep 20 percent of the money you normally would have made you know, it'd be a shame if something happened to this youtube channel wouldn't it i mean I, i'm pretty sure that's an exaggeration but it's like yeah. you don't get nearly as much as you would have if you had just done it you know on its own um and then this guy just like had his uh, like the like he, I think he streamed for like two or three hours. Okay. And then like they. they so was this on YouTube or Twitch? I want to say YouTube. Okay. YouTube, yes. Okay, YouTube. Um, it was like it was uh, something in Hong Kong. YouTube is so last year. So it's it was on Twitch now. But yeah, no. apparently it was a legitimately uh, purchased copy. It just it was before Street Day, so Nintendo took it down. And I mean, this isn't the first instance of this happening. I remember there was a big kerfuffle with this with Persona 5, where oh, was there? Atlas tried to put all <clears throat> sorts of ridiculous limits on streamers. There was a, a point, um, there were different gates where until a certain date had passed after the game, you were not supposed to stream beyond a certain time in the game, um, which... You know, it's now, it's silly. And and on the one hand, I can kind of understand where some of these companies are coming from because if one if if one streams the entirety of the game and other people see the game, they might not want to play the game anymore, or, right? Or, or buy we, it. We've seen instances, particularly with you know walk games that are, are more plot based, like walking sim simulators, where like everybody's gone to the rapture. companies have gone out of business and have. I know. Um, well, the Chinese. Are I'm not around. going for their. Chinese Room actually recently went out of business. Oh. Sorry to have to break that to you live on podcast. Oh, no. But I, um, I kind of put up a Let's Play of everybody has Gone to the And rapture. I'm not a fan... I'm, while I'm not a particular fan of their games, um, Tale of Tales also recently went under, as did the, um, the folks who made uh, That Dragon Cancer, both of whom took umbrage with... directly with... Uh, YouTube creators as people who have sort of spoiled their revenue stream. And I, I can sort of understand that. Um, there's this sort of issue that I have with the, in general, with what I, I call, and this is something that I'll expound on in future episodes as well, sort of the Netflixization of culture, where everybody, essentially everybody is getting paid except the person who actually made the thing. Um, take a situation like that dragon cancer, for example, uh, okay. YouTube made money off of streaming it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the streamers themselves who made, who streamed it made money off of it. Um, everyone was financially successful off that because they bore none of the cost of actually making the video game, but the studio went out of business because not enough people actually bought it. Bought but there were game. millions of people who watched it on, you know, Markiplier stream. I don't kn literally know if Markiplier played it or, or whatnot. Not that I know. Um, of. But 
at the same time, while I, I don't like the idea of content creators getting fucked over while YouTube celebrities make money, I also feel like the genie is kind of out of the bottle on this one. We, like it or not, we live in a world where video games are open to, to people in a way that television shows and movies are not. You can't watch an entire movie before you buy it. But you can watch someone play a video game from start to finish. In almost all instances, unless they're a Nintendo game or they're something like uh, fucking Persona 5, before you buy it. And it it gives people the ability to be smart consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you really don't have a lot of excuse anymore. Uh, and I, I hate to say this, I'm going to piss some gamers off. But you really don't have an excuse anymore for buying a terrible video game because as soon as the game is out you can watch other people play it you can look at it in depth in a way that you can't with any other piece of media so now to be fair i bought no man's sky after i saw footage of like people like markiplier playing no man's sky right um even though it was you know pretty universally panned I thought it was okay for a I've while. I've heard it's gotten better, actually. Yeah, but it's not enough to make me want to play Fair it again. Enough. I mean, I thought it was okay for what it was, and then it got boring, and I didn't want to play it anymore. It's kind of insane to me to begin with that people can make six figures, seven figures, playing video games for an audience. Um, that is is insane, but I I love the democratization of content. Uh, I will always go to bat for the fact that YouTube has give, has completely removed the barriers for access. Anybody with a camera can become a YouTube star. Anybody with a word processing program and access to KDP can become an author. Anybody with a SoundCloud account can become a musician. And that's fantastic. And video game publishers, particularly AAA publishers, you know, if you want to raise complaints about that, the, like I said, the horse has kind of already left the barn on game yeah. streaming. It's not going to stop anytime soon. They're not going to shut down Twitch and YouTube, if only because the corporations that run YouTube are making too much fucking money off of it. Um, not so. everybody can be a YouTube star. Not everyone can be a YouTube star. That's absolutely Case correct. point. But, um... Me. <laughs> yeah. I'll, no get, need, I'll, I'll get there someday. No need for bitterness. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I tend to just trail off like this, but yeah, uh, I think it's bullshit that Nintendo is trying to essentially tell people what they can and can't do with a product that they've purchased. I mean, I feel like, like I said before, when, once you buy the game for $60, you deserve to enjoy it without any advertisements. And once you've, you know, bought the game for $60, you should have the ability to to record it if you want yeah hell they're putting a they're putting a video sharing function on the switch soon so are they now if they haven't already um i don't have a switch nor do i think i'm going to get one anytime soon but it's good for people who do it'll be interesting to see i'm i am interested to see in the future if content restrictions on what you can and cannot stream 
continue? Because, I mean, we already see playing the PlayStation 4, you have entered a blocked scene. You have left a blocked scene. Oh, yeah. Persona 5 does that all the time. Persona 5 does that fucking like Bandai, constantly. Bandai Namco games do that. Like like uh, the Dragon Ball Xeniverse uh, and uh, Godzilla games do that. And what is it? Is it Dragon Quest Heroes, I think, that when you stream, it puts a a logo in the bottom right-hand corner of your video? Dragon like Quest Dragon Builders Quest. did that, yes. Dragon Quest Builders, yeah. Okay. Which so. is fine. I don't I don't mind that. It was just like a, a watermark with copyright on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh I have one more article to discuss. I think how what how long are we now? 42 minutes. Damn, we did well. Yeah, we did. First okay. episode. All so, right, so I want to talk about one last thing personally and if you want oh, yeah. to talk about something else after you absolutely can uh, but, but uh, speaking of persona 5 speaking of persona i happened to notice or patrick happened to notice this and sent it to me that there is a also off push square a actually i'm reading it on GameSpot, but oh okay if it's one place it's everywhere it's on kotaku yeah, it's on I, polygon and i will rant about those places later because i fucking hate them i have a love-hate relationship with them i normally get my gaming news off of uh nintendo life and push we square, never personally. talked about that yeah, we should have talked about that. I read Kotaku and Polygon and Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and I fucking hate all three of them. And I don't know why I keep doing it. <laughs> because you hate yourself. <laughs> because I hate my... Like any good gamer, I hate myself. <laughs> and I hate other gamers. <laughs> That's truer than you know. Uh, so anyway, notice that there is a Persona 5 Ultimate Edition hitting hits PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Did they release a DLC expansion for Persona 5? Because I want that. No. No. <laughs> this is what GameSpot describes it. It bundles tons of items, Personas, an additional difficulty level, and the original Japanese audio track, plus more. Persona 5 is undoubtedly one of 2017's standout games, and now a new Ultimate Edition bundle has been released for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3, which includes tons of downloadable content. Are you ready? Drumroll, please. For $125 what? on PlayStation the 4, or, or the discount sum of $115 on PlayStation 3, you'll get the base Persona 5 game, the healing item set, the skill card set, an additional difficulty level, and even the original Japanese audio track and a trip to Malibu. Not trip to Malibu sold separately. Um, so this is insane. Uh, second, first of all, I want to mention this this article. Boo on you, GameSpot, because it's like you'll get the base game, the healing card set, the skill card, the original Japanese audio track. I would say all three of those things I just listed are free fucking DLC. <laughs> I downloaded all of those. I downloaded the Japanese voice track because it should have come with a Japanese voice track to begin with. And I downloaded the healing item set and the skill card set because I could sell them at the beginning of the game for a lot of fucking money. It also comes with a ton of DLC costumes and background music, including Persona 5 DLC like Christmas and swimsuit packs, along with goodies <laughs> from other Persona and Atlas-developed games. So I actually, let me forward it here, on GameSpot, there's actually a list of all the DLC that has come out for Persona. And holy shit, guys, I had no, and girls, I had no idea. There was so much fucking paid DLC for Persona 5. Listen to this. Listen to this. Well, it on. is an Atlas game. This is... I, I'm scrolling past all the free DLC. There's a shit ton of free DLC. I'm scrolling past that. Paid DLC. 
Persona 4 costume and BGM special set, $7. Persona 3 costume and BGM special set, $7. Orpheus and Orpheus Picaro set, $3. Izanagi and Izanagi Picaro set, $3. More Picaro. More Picaro <laughs> for the buck. Mr. Picaro. And this is one pack of it. That is, and there one, two, three, four. There were four different weekly drops of paid DLC. In total, like, we talk about $125, that's, that's some ridiculous fucking amount of money, but mm -hmm. in total, if you actually shelled out for all of this shit, you'd be looking at close to $200. That's completely fucking insane. Um, I love Persona 5. I do. And I like. I really like what I've played of it so far. It came with a decent amount of free DLC, and I'm okay with the idea of cosmetic DLC, but... I'll, I may buy some of it, depending on like what Persona 4 stuff there is. Sure. That's not what I think of when I think Ultimate Edition. And I feel like this is a, a larger problem, where every fucking game that comes out has a Game of the Year edition. It's like, not every here's, game can be Game of the Year. Here's the thing, well, at least from what I see it, an Ultimate Edition is a Game of the Year edition when your game isn't Game of the Year that year. <laughs> Big legs over the road racing, Ultimate Edition. What Ultimate Edition is, is if you have, like, like a, a you know, Elder Scrolls and, and Fallout, like Bethesda does this all the time, they have, you know, so the base Bioware. game, I guess, they have a base game, and then they have, like, a bunch of DLC expansions. Then, when this Ultimate Edition comes out, it's the base game and all the DLC expansions for the same price as the base game was when it came out. Yes. Meanwhile, the base game, like, halves in price or whatever, because it's been right. out for a while. Persona 5 has been out for nine months, maybe? Not it came out that? in February. So, so eight yeah, months. Eight months. And not only are you paying, you're, you're just basically getting a whole bunch of shit you don't need for more money than the game costs. <laughs> it's not even a saving. At least when you fucking go out and, and, and throw down on the super edition of the latest shitty Assassin's Creed game, at least you get like a little plastic statue you can use to fuck yourself in the ass. Now, like, <laughs> now I know. I'm sticking Ezio up there. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, Persona 5 already had that sort of thing with the Morgana plush, I guess, but um, I mean, I know that Atlas has a reputation. I don't want to put it anywhere when it might transform into a boss. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to mention that um the uh, now, <laughs> don't dignify that with a response i i know that atlas is you know they, they are kind of infamous for over like overpricing games anyway i mean you have do. you have a, a game like uh like shin megami tensei 4 came out on the 3ds most 3ds most 3ds games when they come out are 40 bucks shin megami tensei 4 is 50 it's still i think it's normal price is still 50 on the eShop. Except for when it's on one of those many sales where they, you know, cut the price down to like 15 bucks or whatever. But usually it's still like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. But even for Atlas... They're like Nintendo games. They charge Nintendo prices. But this... Come on, you know better. I mean, even like even though even with you overcharging for things, you know better than this. You, you know, that's our scold of the week. You know better, <laughs> Atlas. <laughs> Atlas Kun, please stop hurting us so bad. We love you. 
and you know the way that they spell it if you rearrange the letters in atlas it spells a slut and i am a slut for atlas so please stop charging me for cosmetic Look, dlc I'm, I'm not going to buy all that stuff i haven't even picked my waifu yet <laughs> okay you know the, i haven't run into a lot of waifu choices yet but um I don't know. I, at least <laughs> at least you know if they were really going on, on a 2017 ethos um you would actually buy loot crates that contain the cosmetic <laughs> dlc the loot crates that contain the waifus <laughs> you oh could... i only got a common waifu <laughs> you get waifus from past games oh my god because everyone's gonna want to keep on rolling like Buying loot chests so they can get Chie. <laughs> Damn it, why did they have to make Chie a 1 in 250 chance? <laughs> because she is I got girl. Yukiko's coming out my ears! <laughs> and then when you finally get Chie, there's like a, uh, a fucking uh, Jack Link's beef jerky sponsored, <laughs> <laughs> sponsored trophy. Welcome to the meat dimension <laughs> with Pepper Jack Link's beef jerky. Feed your need. <laughs> Tying it back into the fucking trophy shit. And also you get banned for streaming it. <laughs> and you get banned for... But don't share that advertisement for fucking beef jerky with the rest of the world. Or we will have to demonetize you. Demonetize, by the way, just the nicest corporate like word for we're going to execute your paycheck. <laughs> You've been demonetized, citizen. <laughs> future, future cold open. Arnold Schwarzenegger type uh, cyborg called the Demonetizer. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for I'll like edit that this, out later. I'm just waiting for like uh, this to be like a, a a major thing with like a, like any company. Like instead of saying we're gonna have to let you go, we're gonna have to demonetize <laughs> you. <laughs> and knowing EA, they're going to demonetize you, but you're still going to work on Mass Effect Andromeda too. <laughs> I I think be, uh, Mass Andromeda Mass Effect Andromeda was such a such a big failure. I think that they are actually like killing Mass Effect. Oh yeah, no, I was yeah, I was I, joking. Get I back know. to work on the polygons on that loot crate. <laughs> okay, Rome was not palette swapped in a day. It was in in four. It was done in four hours, and we're gonna charge, charge you. We're gonna it. we're gonna charge you the same amount. But, you know, what the fuck, you know, a fucking fish sandwich costs that much anyway. Yeah, Assassin's Creed's the same every year. <laughs> we don't have a review of the new Assassin's Creed because we haven't played it. Uh, I'm not going to have a review of this new Assassin's Creed because I'm not going to play it. Exactly. My only statement would be, hopefully it'll have faces? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll have faces, all right. It'll have the faces of your favorite YouTube celebrity <laughs> shilling trophies! Oh, look, it's PewDiePie! Oh, God. Should we go ahead and call it here? I think we should. All right. Folks, next week we will be back with another dispatch of hot, hot gaming news and commentary for your earlobe needs. Uh, until then, I am Greg. And I'm Patrick. And we have been Squeeze the World Gaming Podcast. Keep squeezing, and we'll see you next week. Brought to you by PlayStation Trophy.